BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Hey, hey, welcome into the program. This is Follow the Money on VSIN, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss along with Polly Howard. We are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Very busy show on deck for the next three hours. And, Paulie, yesterday, it uh, it felt like moving day in a golf tournament with the point spreads because we were finding out more news throughout the day, and uh, that was wacky. Uh, we pointed out 24 hours ago, usually the betting market knows before the news, and there was a move on the Dolphins down below 10 against the Bills. It moved all the way down to 8.5 or 9, and then it just skyrocketed yesterday. Once the Tua news first and initially hit, There was a move back to a rock-solid 10, and I'm telling you, it took maybe a minute, 90 seconds, two minutes, and that number was gone. 12, 12 12.5, 13, touched 13.5, and and that's where we're sitting at today. Mostly 13 across the board on Buffalo. Man, how high does it go, right? I couldn't see him playing. I, I just... How do you look yourself in the mirror and live with yourself if you're a doctor? Why the move? And you clear him. Why the move down the other day? Maybe they thought someone got bad info. I thought there was a chance he could play. I, I understand where you're coming from, but I just I just couldn't see how a doctor would clear him after a concussion 16 days ago and three on the season. Are we going to get two third-string quarterbacks to start playoff games? Three. It'll be three? Brock Purdy. Thank you. Okay, fair enough. Right. Uh, but this is crazy. <laughs> it was a tough assignment to begin with. You got a third-string quarterback, a rookie. Tyreek Hill got banged up in the game against the Jets, only had two catches. Waddle got hurt on the final drive. Mostert has a broken thumb and didn't practice. Oh, my God. I mean, if he has to go out there and he's throwing to Jacecki and who knows? My God, good it, it, luck. It's so unfortunate because the first two games in the regular season, I get it, the Bills probably should have – it should have been an easy cover and a win in Miami. It wasn't. They had 99 right. plays or 100 plays in that game. Right. And uh, like 500 yards, but they lost the game outright. And then that game, again, the rematch, not that long ago in the snow, that was awesome. And Miami had a chance to win that game. Uh, could have won it. And so, you know, you're thinking maybe there's a glimmer there that Tua could actually start. Not going to be the case. And now, again, 13, you ask the question, how high does it go? Are people, is this going to be like the national title game? Just give me the alternate numbers. I'll lay 19 and a half and 21 and a half with Buffalo expecting a blowout. Yeah, yeah. I can't blame you if you do. I mean, I, number one, I don't see how they move the ball. 
Number two, they don't have a good defense, and Allen has gone crazy on them in both games. 400 yards passing and 300 yards passing, and in the last game, 77 yards rushing. So I just could be some turnovers. As I love Jacecki's prop over too. Who else is he going to throw to? I mean, Tyreek Hill had two catches against the Jets, and then you don't have Mostert. I mean, it's going to be a lot of Jeff Wilson. So it, it's unfortunate, but I mean, you got if you got in early and got the good number. I mean, now up to 13. And by the way, the Steve Mackinnon report, who works here at Veasan, favorites in this round nine and a half or higher have won 12 in a row. Yep, one and cover 12 in a row. Thank you. There you go. Yes. Uh, let's hear from the rookie third-string quarterback for the Dolphins. Here's Skylar Thompson on his mindset. Every snap, I feel um, more and more confident. And, um, <clears throat> you know, it's not uh, it's not always going to be perfect. You know, we strive for perfection in this position, and um, that's what you want. But in reality, name a quarterback who's ever played a perfect game, you know. Um, so for me, it's just dialing in on one play at a time and, and taking the game as it comes, um, controlling what I can control, and ultimately just giving it my best, you know, because um, my best is always enough. It's something my former quarterback coach at K-State, Colin Klein, used to always tell me, and that's something I just remind myself all the time, is my best is always enough. And, um, you know, I think uh, just moving forward, that's going to be my same mentality and just having fun with it. I'll remind people that he was he was pretty good in the preseason. Yeah. But there's a big difference between that, what he looked like in the regular season, and now playing a road playoff game. Yeah. And it does speak to, I mean, that guy's a rookie quarterback, and nobody has any faith in him right now. Kyle Shanahan is working with a third-string rookie quarterback as well, and they're like one of the favorites to win the whole thing. And when you break it down like that, it's like Shanahan probably should be the coach of the year. I know that they're loaded overall, but the look at, look at Purdy and how he operates in this offense – the Dolphins have a lot of weapons, and this kid can't can't get him the ball. Yeah. I mean, there's a huge difference here. He's just taking off and running, too, right away, and yeah. not letting the play develop and going through his reads. I don't know if Tom Tom Brady or Joe Montana could win this game. To go on the road, a young guy like – I mean, forget about the third-string quarterback, young guy, but just for a, a veteran to go on the road and win this game, what if Hamlin's at the game? Yeah. I mean, can you imagine the emotion and what's going on in that stadium? Hey, Hamlin's hanging out. I mean, welcome him back. <laughs> Won't be a dry eye in the place. Imagine if he walks out onto the field right. before the game kicks off. Comes out through the leads, him out through the tunnel or whatever. I don't know. But over. I mean, imagine, yeah, imagine that emotion and uh, go run through a wall for him, what that would be like. So, and then you're down considerable weapons. Oh, boy. You know, uh, we were this, this weekend originally looked like it was going to be awesome uh, with some of the matchups again and uh, how the games could unfold. Now you're right. I mean, we're looking at three games where the point spreads are out of control, and there's a chance where we, you know, it, it could play out like this. It doesn't mean it's going to, or it has to play out like this, but we could have, you know, three games minimum where they're just, they're not really that competitive. And I feel bad for Miami. The last time they were in the playoffs, also backup quarterback Matt Moore, and they had no chance in that game against the Steelers. Yeah, yeah. You know? Good memory. The other thing is, there's a lot of this about, while well, the teasers can't lose this weekend, and the one thing we try to teach you, other than have as many outs as possible, there's nothing. There's no free money and nothing's a lock. But yeah. I'll tell you, I mean, you want to tease these three, these three big favorites. <laughs> I don't see how Seattle moves the ball against San Francisco. Six of their eleven possessions, they had under under ten yards on on the drives in the Thursday night game. They did nothing in the first meeting. Right now, you're on the road. Geno Smith's probably going to throw a pick or two, and and, and you're not going to have Lamar Jackson. And you might have to go to Anthony Brown again. Or it's Huntley and he's banged up. Yeah. So I, I, I'd be surprised if the uh, even the Ravens can keep it close too on Sunday night. So you're right. It is unfortunate, but we could get three blowouts. Yeah. There, there is a possibility that it could be Anthony Brown yet. Yeah. It, it does, oh, that's it's, real. It's not set in stone that it's going to be Huntley. Yeah. Right? We have a guest on coming up in about 90 minutes who covers the Ravens in Baltimore. We'll get more uh, dirt from him at that point. But... I mean, when people were saying earlier this week it's an uphill battle for Lamar Jackson, I, do you want to put that at 0%? Or is it is it like 1% that he can play this weekend? It's, it, it it's seems, more than uphill at this point. It seems to me now it's contract-related. I am not going out there and risking myself because you, you didn't sign me. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. What else could it be? He was supposed to be back Christmas Eve. It was a three, it's like a three- to six-week injury. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're on. This is week seven, right? He hasn't even practiced. Come on now. I can understand if people are getting a little bit upset now. Yeah. I mean, 38 days after he sprained his PCL, he's going to miss his sixth straight game and, and missed another practice. That's the way it looks. Yeah. I mean, this is. I, I, 
you know, I did, I did like the idea that you kicked around with uh, our buddy Mike Palm, who joined us yesterday on the show. He is the VP of Circus Sports down here, where we broadcast from every single day. It's not getting enough attention. If the Bills play the Bengals, that game should be on a neutral as well. That's what I said. It absolutely should be that on didn't a neutral. Make, that, didn't, that was the game that was impacted by Hamlin. Y- yes. The t- people were talking about the one. Kansas City was getting the one. It was irrelevant. I, I believe that. I believe the yeah. Bengals, again, a lot of time in that game, I think the Bengals are going to win that game. And, and they've they been would, the two. And they would have been the two seed. Right, right, right. That's where it's important. That it would have been Because they're going to play in the next round. Right. The 2-3, where's the game? Buffalo actually benefited from how all this played out. I wonder why Cincinnati's they, ticked off. I, I wonder why they never considered that. That was right. That's the neutral site game. The 2-3. I agree. Not the one. Since Kansas City was getting the one. So that I I totally agree how that was handled. I think they whiffed on that. They did whiff on it. Yeah. I I, I can't believe no one actually brought that up either. Uh. This is the game that's impacted. Oh, it should be. It Who's should right be. home for the two three? I mean, imagine if that if that game plays out like we thought it was going to play out. Bengals win the game. There's a big difference between hosting that team and then going on the road again. I'm, I'm, come on, it's potentially huge. What's the most creative prop you've seen so far? I haven't. I, I got to be honest. Little, I haven't seen too many. Yeah. How about you? Uh, I'm still waiting on the fat man touchdown. Will that they be put up for this weekend? Yeah, they put that up last year. It was uh, 25 to one. Chiefs offensive lineman scored a touchdown against the Steelers. Uh, I'm waiting on that. I'm sure some places will have that up. DraftKings had it. Fat man touchdown. I see. I see. Will there be a defensive or special teams touchdown the whole week? Six games and uh, non-quarterback touchdown pass. Will a non-quarterback throw a touchdown? Yes, is three to one. Okay, I got. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I well, can't see that. But well, that you can't see a non-quarterback touchdown. No, no. Well, I, I could play? see that happen. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Strength in numbers, six games. Something could, weird yeah, could happen. It could be a blowout. Okay. You got a lot of action. Got to get creative a little bit. What? Did, what? What's the number on all games with a defensive or special will, will teams there, touchdown? Uh, will there be one? No, yeah. it was worded. Will there be seven dollars? I thought that's too high. Will there be a defensive or special teams touchdown? This round, oh. yes, is seven dollars, and you have two third-string quarterbacks. Wow, yeah, and Buffalo is number one in special teams. Which big dog has a chance to win this weekend? I have to pick one of the three. Yes, you I do. do. Uh, oh boy! If it's Anthony Brown, I can't go Baltimore. If it's Huntley, I could say Baltimore. So by default, I personally would have to say Seattle. I can't go Baltimore with no, Jackson. Not if they don't have a passing game. Yeah, I have to. If it's, if it's Anthony Brown, no, I can't go. I can't I, go. Baltimore. I have to go Seattle. You have to, and I don't. It would just be yeah. the Purdy angle. Purdy melts, maybe turns into a pumpkin. Yeah, and Gino doesn't turn the ball I over. Uh, with the start of the new year, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. And whether you're a hockey, football, or basketball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join them every week for new prom- uh, promotions like their Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance. Sunday football parlay insurance and more. Bet Rivers, it's a whole new game. We'll run down last night's betting action with win some, lose some coming up next. And when we tell you that there was an all-time bad beat in college basketball last night, it's not an exaggeration. Wait until you hear the details on this doozy. That's next on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 
As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Some Lose Some is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Were you a winner last night? All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. All right, let's update the Sharks. Goal in the first 10 minutes at home, yes, on a 12 and 1 run. Uh, they got d- d- done yesterday, but they were on the road. High-scoring games again in the NHL. NBA home teams went 7-1 and one straight up. The Pistons were plus 210 on the money line. They surprised the Timberwolves, and the over was bet up from 229 to 233.5. It was 135 to 118 Detroit. The issues for the T-Wolves continue. Yeah, they got blown out in the second half, and that's yet another over for the Pistons at home where they're one of the best teams in the NBA yeah. at that. And that was uh, 65-64 at halftime, and that continued fourth quarter really picked up. Bucks hawks under, 232 down to 227. 114 to 105 Milwaukee. Grizzlies spurs over, 237 up to 241 and a half. That was 135 to 129 Memphis. And our guy Chad Anderson, Denver. Good Teams are just going to punt on a lot of these games when they go to Denver because it's the best team in the West record-wise, and if it's a back-to-back or they continue a road trip, it'll be, eh, if we're getting blown out, we'll pull people or we'll just sit our stars. Nuggets from 12.5 to 14.5, 126-97 to over Phoenix. No, that was a back-to-back for Phoenix. Uh Everybody for Phoenix missed the Golden State game, and they still won that. Pretty much everybody, and the same thing was last night. But they got blown out. That's something to follow, absolutely. They have won, since, since Thanksgiving... The Nuggets have one loss at home, and it was by a point. That's something to track about how good they're going to be at home and continue to be at home. Subscribe, be part of the team. Watch the show, vcin.com. Always see these tweets and videos. We hit every demographic. Look at this guy, right? He goes to doggy daycare, and he just looks for the, the biggest dog and uh, and sleeps on him and cuddles up He's, uh, and rests on that dog. Look at, the, look at the look on this guy's face. Can you believe me? I guess he does it every day, right? He just goes from dog to dog. Oh, wow. And then Jay goes on the German Shepherd. The little bulldog just jumps on everybody else. And they don't have a problem with it. That's his move, yeah. right? He's making best friends all over the place. <laughs> right, there's another oh, one. This boy. He just climbs up on the dog who's sleeping. And he climbs up and falls asleep on that dog, too. I can't tell what breed that is. The other one was a German Shepherd. And there he is again on this guy, too. That's his move at Doggy Daycare. Love it. This is like uh, social media, an argument on social media with these two dogs going at it and barking at each other uh, through the glass. Uh, Number two. Look at this coming in. You want a piece of me, huh? Yeah, right. Coming in? Huh? I I said I was right. All right? Then he comes in. Okay. And they open the door, and then it's, hey, how you doing? Oh, hey, buddy. (laughs) Good to see you again. They're talking trash and yelling at each other. Oh, he comes flying in, and he wants a piece of him, right? He's got his teeth out, right? But the, they open the doors. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> right. Much ado about nothing. Uh, one loose some. Uh, our buddy Al Lasso, great attorney in town. He'll fight for you. Al, Al Lasso just missed out of the money, too, in one of the contests. And reminiscing about the bad beats again in the shoulda, woulda, coulda. He had a good line. He goes, imagine if I did this full-time and I wasn't a lawyer. Maybe I would have cashed. <laughs> Not bad on a part-time job, though, right? Sure. Uh, sure. Uh, 
bad beats. You mentioned it. Vicious. San Diego opened a three-and-a-half-point dog. It, they went off pick'em against Cal Riverside. San Diego is up 18 with 11 minutes left. Then they're down one with two seconds. They foul. Riverside hits both free throws. So they're down three with two, one second. They're going to inbound the ball. Riverside steals the inbounds pass, and just beyond half court, the kid shoots it. Nothing but he banks it in. Kisses it in. Again, it falls keep, keep, keep in mind, folks, the inbounds pass came with 1.8 seconds left. Yes. I'm watching the video. I go, why would the guy shoot it? Yeah. He throws it right to him, but he's near half court, and the kid goes, ah, oh, what the hell? Puts it up, banks he it, it in. puts it up and banks it in. And they trailed by, the team that won and covered trailed by 18, 11 minutes to play. Have you ever seen that? Ah, oh, man. The team ahead shoots the ball. The game's over. There's no one around him. I they can't even foul it. him. He shot the ball up three with one second. He shot the ball, and he made it. I can't yeah, believe I'm watching the video. It, is, Paul, it has to be just natural instincts. Hey, the ba- I, I didn't see, expect the ball to come know. to me this easily. Let me, let me put it up. Yeah, and then Pittsburgh was getting eight or nine. They were up 11 at the half. They were down four with 20 seconds, and then uh, they didn't score the rest of the game. Duke went four for four from the line, and they won by eight. I know a lot of people that were on Pittsburgh last night with the points, and they're like, Tough. oh, my God, do not blow this game, please. Win some, lose some. Presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. If your first wager loses, receive a free bet equal to your stake up to $500. Learn more, betrivers.com. So you can get in touch with the show various ways. One of uh, the ways is uh, on email. The address here is ftm at vcin.com. This is from PT in San Francisco. Guys, just as a reminder, Shanahan versus Pete Carroll. Shanahan is 4-6 and six in 10 games. Only one of the four wins is by more than eight points. That was the first game of the season when Seattle's rookies were still getting acclimated. No. He's 1-3 against Carroll in, in the two seasons where the Niners made the NFC title game. No, nah, I'm going to shut him down. I, that doesn't, I don't care about that at all. It's always been a tough place for them to play. When they had Harbaugh and they were going to the NFC title game every year and making deep playoff runs, they couldn't win there. It's a, t- a tough place to play. Yep. Uh, look at this year. I mean, come on. With, with Trey, Trey Lance got hurt in that game. It was total domination. Geno Smith didn't have a clue, and Geno didn't have a clue in the Thursday night game. That was a late touchdown, too. I can't say it was garbage time, but that was, uh, what was it? It was 21-6 when they scored late, and then 49ers ran the clock out. So this is a well-oiled machine right now, what they're doing offensively. Are they going to be able to get Kenny Walker going in this game? No. I don't think so either. No, they, he didn't, yeah. No way. And if they can't do that, they're going to have to rely on Geno, you know, moving the ball in the air against this 49ers defense too, which teams have done that this year a couple of times. I think I think really if you think Seattle is going to be in this game and it's a lot of points I'm talking I'm forget the points for a second I'm talking about with the chance to win you have to probably expect Brock Purdy to turn the ball over a couple of times. Yep. You're not moving the ball. You have done you've done nothing. Zilch in the first two meetings. The Thursday night game three and out, three and out, three and out. It was a act of God when they got a first down. And then the late drive where they finally they finally punched it in. Well, and, so, and the first time they played, it was worse. It was they, ridiculous. Yeah, that was the Seahawks did absolutely nothing in that game offensively. Again, blocked field goal, returned for a touchdown. Their only points. I can't see them slowing so, down the San Francisco offense either. Good tweet too about the most creative prop you've seen so far. Will a quarterback have a receiving touchdown? Fifty to one. Not bad. Okay, I like that. You brought up any non-quarterback to throw a touchdown? You saw three to one. Okay, another book is offering 10 to 1. What? Yep. Oh, God. Big difference there. And any offensive lineman to score, one plus receiving touchdown, I'm seeing okay. that now, is uh, 15 to 1. Well, they have, okay, Fat Man touchdown. It's available there if you, you search around. Yeah. All right, excellent. Yep. That's a good prop. So I think more Fat. of those will start to populate and hit the board today. Yep. Fat Man touchdown cashed last year. So Now, you brought up earlier that. Yeah. You like Jacecki over because of how Thompson was. Have you seen anything for uh, Jacecki yet? I can't find him yet. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I bet Rivers might have it now. I didn't see it at DK, but he had 46 yards in the win against the Jets. Uh, I think one, the longest one was 21 yards, but he was looking for him, mm. and he led him in receiving yards. Uh, if you take out that long throw to Jacecki, Thompson only had, I think, 110 yards. If you take the, but he was looking for Jacecki. But, I mean, if Waddle's hobbled, I mean, Buffalo knows this too. Plus, I mean, who's White going to be on? But if, if if Waddle's banged up and Hill's compromised, can they get open number one, number two? Who sure. else are you throwing to? Yeah, as a correction, by the way, Shanahan's 4-8 and eight against Carroll, not 4-6. and six. 
Uh, there's also this on the season. San Francisco is six to flip it here. They're six and zero ATS against their division on the year. Is that good? I'd say that's pretty impressive. Um, Seattle's not good. The Chargers are thirty four and eight ATS against the AFC South. Thirty four and eight against that division going back. Strong. Now that's going to be way before Herbert. Obviously, was the quarterback here and Staley the coach, but. That's great. And the Giants on the year, 10-2 ATS as an underdog. Are they going to be the most public dog on the board this week? Or will it be Tampa Bay? Mm. Might, might be Tampa. Tom Brady, Monday night. Going to be close, though. Going back through ta- Seattle's resume. Beat Arizona on the road. Lost to Tampa in Germany. Lost at home to the Raiders. Couldn't stop the run. Geno had to score late with a minute left to beat the Rams on the road. They needed the game like blood. Rams didn't care. Needed to make the playoffs. One by three in overtime. Blown out in Kansas City. Lost to San Francisco. Lost to Carolina and gave up 30 points. Couldn't stop the run in that game. Yeah. They're slowing down McCaffrey and company? I don't see it. VSIN is now heard on sports map radio across the country, including great radio stations like The Horn, 1260, 101.9, and 104.9 in Austin, Texas. Uh, good morning. I watched uh, that Texas game last night against TCU. They were getting blown out uh, in the first half against TCU. Came back to win. That place yeah. was on fire in the second half. You're listening live to the best in sports betting news and information from the sports betting capital of the world in Las Vegas. Welcome to the VEASAN family and to follow the money. We'll add third down conversion rates and red zone numbers into the NFL playoffs handicapping equation up next. The best red zone offense scoring touchdowns takes on the 26th ranked red zone defense. Details on that next. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. If you're looking for a betting edge on the playoffs, the VEASAN experts have got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an intro offer of only $9.99. Piece of cake. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap. Every play, every host, every guest, betting splits. See where the money and bets are moving every game. Deep dive betting reports. VEASAN betting guides for the biggest game of the season. They break down the brackets and all the props. VEASAN.com slash subscribe to sign up for only $9.99. And uh, you're welcome to the family. You know, Paulie, when I was uh, much younger, growing up as a football fan, watching my team play, I think the one thing that drove me nuts more than anything else is when they could not get the opposing offense off the field on third and medium or third and long, like on a can uh, on a constant basis. And I'm just like, guys, please, it's third and eight. Can you can you cover somebody? Don't allow the first down. That has not changed as I have morphed into uh, a guy who's been betting this league now for a long, long time. When I have money on a game. That might bother me. It's not the very. It's not like number one because like the PI will still kill me and some other things. But when it when I have a bet on a team that cannot get off the field on defense on third down, I just yeah, I'm swearing loud at the house. I want to throw things around. Uh, it drives me insane. And so third, when you look at these teams in the matchups, the third down conversion rates on the season could it be a big deal? Maybe, uh, maybe not. But the Seahawks against the 49ers on Saturday, this is kind of a wash when the Hawks are on offense. They're 20th overall in the league at third down conversion rates. 49ers defensively, they are 16th. However, when you flip it, the 49ers convert or have converted 45% of their third downs on the year. That is the sixth best mark in the league. The Seahawks allow teams to convert 42.3% of their third downs. That's 27th. So that's another angle here where you look at it and you're like, well, if the Seahawks cannot get the Niners off the field on Saturday when it's third down and three or third and eight, whatever it is, it's going to be a long day. Yep. You, you got you, Like three and outs would be nice if you can actually do that once in a while. Yep. Um, some other edges here in these individual matchups. What if the Jags can't get the Chargers off the field? L.A., they converted 43.6% of their third downs, eighth best mark in the league. Jags, 29th on defense, allowing 43.2% of third downs to get converted. 
I thought Dobbs played a, played a pretty good game. So did I. And just you know, the, the weird mistake at the end. I mean, they're going to win that game maybe if he doesn't have the turnover, but certainly a position to do so. Uh, they put him in a good spot, shorten the game, run the ball, ton of carries for Henry. But uh, I could see Herbert and that offense going up and down the field. Yep, so could I. Uh, the Miami-Buffalo game on Sunday, the Bills have the number one overall offense in the league when it comes to converting third downs. 50% of the time, they convert. That's incredible. Their third and short stuff has been awesome on the year. Dolphins, 24th on defense. Oh, boy. Huge mismatch. And then when you flip it, the Dolphins on offense, they only convert 36% of the time. That's 24th. The Bills are 7th overall on defense. That's surprising. I mean, this again, this has all the makings. Hill banged up. Waddle banged up. Mostert might not play. Third-string quarterback. Number one offense on third down. 24th-ranked defense. Number one special teams, 28th special teams. Yeah. Oh, God. Yep. And then and Hamlin might be at the game. Yeah, like, yeah, you're exactly right. Like, every possible intangible or stat is like, it's a teeter-totter, right? But it's going one direction. It's all, it's all Buffalo. Um, Giants and Vikings, nothing glaring really stands out other than the Giants are bad on offense, 22nd overall, converting third downs, and they're pretty good on defense. They're fifth overall. The Ravens-Bengals matchup is kind of a wash. And the Cowboys-Buccaneers game, the Buccaneers on offense this year only converted 37% of their third downs. 21st overall, Cowboys had the ninth best defense. I will add that to when you break down the red zone numbers, there is a big difference in this Cowboys-Buccaneers game. The Cowboys on offense, now we're talking about scoring touchdowns only. I'm not talking, field goals are not included here. So it's touchdown percentages once teams get into the uh, red zone. The Cowboys have the number one overall offense in the entire league. They converted touchdowns 71.4% of the time once they got to the red zone. Massive number. Mm -hmm. The Buccaneers defense allowed touchdowns 62.5% of the time when the opposing offense got in the red zone. That's 26th overall. So it's a bad red zone defense against the absolute very best good. red zone offense. Okay, very good. How important is history and and track record and resume to you with this Monday night game? Again, Brady, 35 and 12 all time in the playoffs. He has uh won and covered four in a row as a playoff dog. He is seven and three as a playoff dog. And Dallas hasn't won a road playoff game in ninety-three. Since '93, yeah. But I, you, you watch. If you talked to me a month tough. ago, I would have said not much. Talk to me, yeah. Talk to me a month ago, I would have loved Dallas. Two weeks ago, I loved Dallas. Yeah. But now, how they limped to the finish line, and yeah. I, you know, I and think it was a fluke what happened. And Carolina was banged up in the secondary, uh, and then you just can't let Evans get behind you time and time again. Yeah. But I, uh, I hope I'm not overreacting. But I told myself. For, I think that same time time frame. I was telling myself two weeks ago, three weeks ago, because we, we knew for a long time that we were, it was a good chance we were going right. to get Dallas at Tampa Bay. And I said, if it's three or above, I have to take Tampa Bay. And so when it was three minus 120, I just, I, I, okay, so if I've been in that mind, uh, mindset, I have to do it then. And I did. I'll go one further here on the Cowboys. They're 5-15 and 15 ATS in road January games. Going back, last 20 games. Yeah. I just I hope I'm not completely overreacting to what I've watched over the last two to three weeks with these two teams, because it's just. But it's also mm -hmm. I mean it's you know what Tampa Bay's going to do, they're going to throw the football, and Brady's probably going to have. Like what's his passing attempts? We'll find out probably Saturday, maybe Friday. I don't think that prop is out yet, but the passing attempts he's throwing the ball, like every single down. So I'm sure that's going to continue, and they're going to have some matchup advantages against this Dallas secondary. Uh, I'll give you some other red zone numbers here that kind of uh, stood out when I was looking at the numbers. Oh, you got it. Okay, 42 and a half attempts for Tom Brady. Gut says that's going to go over. Man. Well, the other thing is Dallas, Brady's not going to turn it over. So if Dallas can't force takeaways, and they've been so good this year, in the turnover margin, but it was astonishing. I gave that out earlier in the week. They're plus two in turnover margin, and they got a quarterback who's giving it away like nothing. That's incredible. So if Brady doesn't turn it over, and you know Dak will, you know, good luck. Well, if, if the Buccaneers win the turnover, or if they have the turnover edge in this game, 
I think they're going to win it. Um, uh, it scares me with Leftwich as well. He's done a horrible job this year. That's the other thing. I have zero confidence in that guy. But no, this is card. where you just have to tr- trust Brady. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh, the Bills on offense, ninth best team scoring touchdowns in the red zone 60% of the time. Dolphins, they allowed touchdowns 59% of the time, 23rd overall. So another edge there goes to the Bills. In the Giants-Vikings game, once the Giants got into the red zone, very good. Seventh in the league, they converted touchdowns 63.3% of the time. Vikings defense, 21st overall in the league. So that edge certainly goes to the Giants. Uh, Ravens on offense, one of the absolute worst teams in the league at converting red zone opportunities into touchdowns. Only 46% of the time, that's 30th overall in offense. Bengals tied for the ninth best red zone defense in the entire league. So you see some matchup advantages there. You know, the third down edges, the red zone opportunities. If it goes by the regular season numbers, which it's not always going to go that way, obviously. But uh, again, just tilting. Everything's tilting in the favor of Buffalo here. Hence that number Mm -hmm. with Skylar Thompson now sitting where it's at. How about the Chargers ticking up to two yesterday? Yeah, yeah. Movement there. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you chase the steam? Good game. No, I did. No, I am the steam. No, I love that line. Yeah. No, I, I can't. That's a tough game. It's a really tough game. It's a tough call. Uh, you have to throw out what happened in the first meeting, though. And that's 100%. we'll get to this. Huh? Hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. That we'll get to this later. But again, it's strange that every game's a rematch, and some some of these are round three. But that was just a, a, a weird game the first time around. A lot of guys were out for the Chargers. I think Jacksonville had a defensive touchdown. They ran it all over them. But now finally, uh, Los Angeles is healthy. Are you still a little bit surprised that they put Tampa and Dallas on Monday night? As I understand it, ESPN went hard for the game. And it was a favor to ESPN. It was, okay. Because the Monday night schedule has been so bad lately. So they get they did them a favor. I thought for sure it would be the Saturday night game. So did I. Absolutely. I yep. was shocked when I saw it. Yep. But apparently they, uh, the ESPN <clears throat> worked hard on that and uh, they got their way. Yeah, and people are sending messages right now to, uh, to the show. Pointing out, guys, it still could be raining pretty hard in San Francisco this weekend. I think they got a break over yesterday. San, that's favors San Francisco, too. I would think so, yeah. You have a turnover machine at quarterback yep. for Seattle. They're not going to run the ball. They're not going to do anything offensively. They haven't done I don't think zilch so in the first two games. Zilch. Yep. They couldn't move it on at them at home. So, you know, it busts yeah. Geno. First play of the game Sunday, interception. This is not the Rams. You're on the road. Hostile environment. Good luck. This is Follow the Money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Up next, we'll discuss a busy week in the Premier League with soccer better and friend of the show, Nigel Seeley. Find out who he likes coming up next. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. 
I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call Podcast on Deadline. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Start of the new year's here. Playoffs are here. All the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, or basketball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Happy New Year, everybody. Tuesday hockey, first goal insurance. Sunday football parlay insurance and more. It's a whole new game at Bet Rivers. All right, the great Nigel Seeley joins the program now. He's been joining this show for coming up on five years now. He lives across the pond in the uh, great city of London in that area, and uh, he joins us throughout the soccer season to give us his best bets. Good morning, mate. How are you? Good morning. Five years. Is that how long it's been now? Five how about years? that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you started coming on in the spring of uh, 2018. Wow. I don't, well, I don't know how we've put up with Paulie for five years. I don't know how you do it, Mitch. You deserve a medal. <laughs> I'm glad, a medal, I'm glad I discovered you. You're the genuine article. And uh, congrats on all your success. It's fantastic. It's been a fun ride. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, I got a, I got a message from some guy the other day, and he said to me, um, every time I watch you on Follow the Money, you never cash. You're rubbish. And I, and I said, well, you, you, you clearly don't watch regularly, sir. Yeah. And, and, and he come back and he said um, – with all the money you make, you should get your teeth done. And I, and I thought that was great. That was very nice. That was very, <laughs> <laughs> very nice. Happy New Year to you, sir, if you're watching Jeez. this. Well. Wow. Wow. Daggers <laughs> being thrown here. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Very nice, very nice. But I thought that was anyway. <laughs> But uh, you wouldn't believe my wife's a dentist, but I didn't want to say that, but there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so how, how are you attacking the Prim this week? Uh, any edges here? There are some big-time matches that we have. Did you find anything that caught your eye? I think this week is a, it's got to really look about it of a, 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 of a pivotal game week in, in the Premier League, at, not only at the top, at the bottom. There's some really big games at the bottom, Everton against Southampton, Wolverhampton against West Ham, but obviously the top, you've got Manchester United against Manchester City, and you have Tottenham against Arsenal, which is a huge, huge game. So I think it's got a really, really sort of feel about it this weekend. It's a big, big weekend. And um, I think we'll know a lot more about Arsenal as a, a title contender in the next four to five weeks. They obviously play Tottenham, which is anybody who doesn't really follow English soccer. They're, they're big derby, huge rivals, only a couple of miles between the two of them, arch rivals. And there'd be nothing more than Tottenham would like to do to beat Arsenal. And then they have to play Manchester City in the league and the FA Cup. And next week, Arsenal play Manchester United as well. So we'll start to see now whether we've got a two-runner race or the pack can close in because it's some really big games. So I think it's like do or die now for a lot of teams who are challenging Manchester City and Arsenal. So, I mean, the first game we're going to talk about is obviously Manchester United against Manchester yeah. City. Now, Man City are a heavy favourite here at minus, um, minus money to win away, minus 125. Man United were about plus 370 when the early line comes out. But coming into this game, Manchester United are the form team in England. Absolutely on fire. They've eight, eight straight wins in all competitions. They're unbeaten in 11 at home. They've won 10 of them. And they've scored at least two goals in eight of their line last matches. They are scoring goals. They're not conceding goals. And Manchester United are on a real run at the moment. And uh, I think Man United will really fancy this. Um, Man City have been absolutely brilliant. I've been Man City. I've been, I've been the biggest fan of Manchester City since Guardiola's gone there. The only thing they haven't won is the Champions League, which he really wants to win this season. And that is his number one priority. But this season, away from home, they aren't scoring as many goals as you would expect. I mean, they, they don't score many goals. They, they scored something like five or six in the last seven road games, which is unheard of for Manchester City. And in one of those games, they scored three. So they scored three goals in one game against Leeds. They're not scoring goals. Last night, they got beaten by Southampton in the Cup. I know people will say it was a, it's a Cup game, but it was a very strong Man City side mm. that ended that game. Haaland played. Uh, Foden, Foden was involved. De Bruyne were played. They never rested anybody. And they were beaten 2-0 by Southampton. And prior to that, they, they, they dropped points against Everton. They haven't looked that great, Manchester City, especially on the road. And I feel that Man United here are... Tremendous value plus three quarters of a goal. 
So you get plus 0.75 uh, and you get minus 117. I think that's a great bet because the only way you're going to lose all of your money is if Man City win by more than one goal. And they're not scoring goals on the road. They're scoring goals at home, but on the road, and they're playing a, 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 a big rival. And I think if Manchester United win this game, then Man United have got a good chance of pushing into this uh, this title shake-up here. Mm-hmm. You can bet Man United now around about 28-1 to 1 to win the Premier League title. Wow. They are the form team. If they beat Man City, there's only a point. there'll only be a point between them and Manchester City in the table. So... I think that Man United now uh, could be a time to actually have a bet on them to win the Premier League title. When you consider, we we joked about them. Yes, what, we did. Six months ago, say yeah. five months ago, saying that they, yeah. they were in the relegation zone and the manager was useless. Well, what he's done there, getting <laughs> rid of Ronaldo and getting Rashford playing, is changed their right. season around. And I think they're a little bit of value. You're loving life if you have a future on Arsenal. The other thing, you, you, you gave out this tip after the World Cup. How about a prop? This run that Rashford is on, what is it, six straight matches he scored? Yeah, and he scored seven in those six matches. He's come on as a sub and scored in. He scored three goals as a substitute. He scored three goals for England in the World Cup. He's a confident player. He's, he's huge at confidence. Absolutely, he's probably the informed player in the Premier League at the moment, ahead of Haaland. And uh, he's plus three fifty to score at any time. Uh, this game screams goals. When they met earlier in the season, it was six three to Manchester City. Haaland scored a hat trick. Foden scored a hat trick. In a game that's probably about three goals is the line. To get plus 350 on Rashford, again, is a big price. I mean, I'll be betting him plus 175. I'll be betting him at plus 350 to score in this because it is a game that's that's got goals in it, in my opinion. The other big game of the weekend is obviously uh, the North London derby between Tottenham and Arsenal. Tottenham have a brilliant record in this fixture. They haven't lost in the last eight against Arsenal. And Arsenal, the, the big thing for betters here, and it's a very important thing, I think you want to wait to see how the Man City result goals because, because I think that changed the whole ethos and, and the and strategy that Arsenal go with this. If, if Man City win, then Arsenal have to sort of match them. But if Man City get beat by Manchester United, then a draw isn't a bad result for Arsenal in this game. Okay, they're, they're a point clearer of Man City. So I think that game going first is a huge factor to how this game will be played out. So I would hold my bets on this match until you know, we saw the result of the Man City game. But looking at the match at the moment, I think Tottenham are a big price. I think plus 225, plus 250, something like that. I think it's a week this week where we could get some favourites beat. Uh, I think Liverpool are vulnerable favouring against Brighton or way at Brighton who's scoring lo- loads of goals. I think Man City are a vulnerable favourite at Manchester United and I think that um, Arsenal are a very vulnerable favourite at Tottenham. Um, Arsenal will know what they've got to do as I've said uh, and I think that with the back of the the last Tottenham have had some really indifferent form. Some you know they, they've been either really good or really really poor. In recent weeks, it's been more poor. But they won four 0 at Crystal Palace in their last game away on the road, which was a tremendous performance and probably their best performance of the season. Harry Kane scored two goals in that game. Looks to be over his you know missing that penalty in the World Cup. Second top goal scorer in the Premier League behind Haaland. And I think this is a huge game for Tottenham. I think Tottenham will still believe if they win this game in what is a crazy season and with Arsenal's fixtures coming up, Manchester United, Manchester City, Tottenham, they're going to drop points. And if, if, if Tottenham can win this game, they'll close the gap to only eight points. And that sounds a lot, but that's nothing in, 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 in with, with so much time to go. And I think we could have a... If, if results go against Man City and Arsenal this weekend, I think we could have a, a very, very serious total race in England. At the moment, on paper, it looks like a two-runner race, but I, I, I wouldn't rule out uh, two, two more contenders coming in into that mix, and one of them I wouldn't consider would be Liverpool. I think they could get beat against Brighton. Okay, let's follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest is Nigel Seeley, soccer expert, loves betting on golf, and also tennis. Nigel, in the final 90 seconds that we have here, where are you at with your handicap of the men's side of the Aussie Open? Yeah, the draws just come out. Obviously, the number one seed in the world, Carlos Alcaraz, the winner of the U.S. Open, doesn't play, which is a big blow. I like Carlos Alcaraz. Um, uh, but in the the draw is very loaded. If you look at the top half of the draw, it's just heavily loaded. Medvedev and Nadal sit surpass some really, really dangerous opposition. The bottom half of the draw, it seems to be a lot weaker. Um, there's a very favourable draw for, for Novak Djokovic, but Novak Djokovic is a minus money favourite. You know, you, you could probably bet him individually in his rounds and get a better return than you would do to bet him minus 120 or minus 125 to win the tournament. So Djokovic is the likely winner, but he's no price at all. Um, if you're looking for some value, I think it's going to play very fast. I mean, if you, if you look at the weather conditions in Australia, it's been very hot, which you would expect this time of year. So the courts are very, very fast. The tournament in Adelaide was very, very quick. 
this week it's very quick in Adelaide. Last week in Adelaide it was very quick. And the Adelaide courts are the same as with the Australian Open courts in Melbourne. So I think it's going to be fast. You can look for big servers. And I think in the bottom half of the draw, at around about 20, 25 to 1, the American Taylor Fritz, you, you, won't do, you won't have a bad bet betting him each way if you can get him to make the final. If you can get him to make his quarter and make the semifinals, I think he'll get through that. He's in great form. Uh, the, the US team just won the United Cup, the mixed team with the, the women as well. Pegida has done very well for them as well in the women's draw. So um, I think he's in form. One thing you've got to have when you go into the Australian Open, you've got to be in form. You can't come in cold. You've got to be winning. And I think Fritz is full of confidence, handily placed in the bracket, and he looks the only alternative to Djokovic, who is a very, very heavy favourite. Yeah. Great knowledge and analysis as always. Follow him on Twitter. He is at Sealy underscore Nigel. Thanks, mate. Best of luck this weekend. Take care. All the best, guys. You yep. got it. Be good. Quickly, the pro tip of the hour here. Careful betting on teams at Denver in the NBA. Teams have been resting players because of travel, back-to-backs, and of course, you have the altitude as well. We saw it again last night. That number, you said, Paulie, what, moved from 12, 12 and a half to 14 and a half yeah. last night? Play it with Denver. And they blew them out. They blew out the Suns. We'll get into Super Bowl exactness coming up next and highest scoring, lowest scoring teams in games of the wild card weekend. heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. <laughs> I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 